minds. And here is your host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic, binaural production engineer Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, Monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. And monthly co-host Kat Baldwin, author of The Forgiveness Workshop. And this episode is sponsored by Tarot by Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. And if you are interested in contributing to this show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you will find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, we have... Ginger from tarotbyginger.com, Reverend Daniel Newsom, and Neil, who I don't really know much about, but he, I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to introduce themselves. So, thank you for coming on, everyone, and we will start with Ginger. Hi, thank you. It's nice to be here today. Um, so, I am... Um, I started channeling um, in 2020 that I recognized um, while I was tarot, reading tarot. And I realized that these words and uh, the tone of my voice changed, and I, and I realized it wasn't me. So um, I asked who it was who was speaking into me, through me, and um, I was just told, um, you can just call us the Love Collective for now. You don't need to know more than that. After that, I uh, started taking channeling classes, and um, I met Reverend Newsom that way, and he has been my teacher ever since. So um, he's really helped me to open my channel and um, to bring through some interesting information. And that's how I met Neil. Hmm. So that's an intro for me. And... Um Daniel Newsom, I read your bio. It's pretty interesting. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm Daniel Newsom. Um, my formal title is Reverend Daniel Newsom. Um, I am an interfaith uh, metaphysical minister. And I uh, am a channel for the Holy Spirit of God and the angelic realms. Um, I have a, a church that I'm the pastor or the spiritual director of, and it's called the Sacred Light Fellowship. And um, my the purpose of my, my channel is to uh, help people transform the consciousness, energy, and patterning within them that has blocked them from realizing heaven on earth or living uh, as completely happy and fulfilled beings on earth. Um, I've been a professional channel uh, for a very, very long time. It's actually going on 36 years, wow. and I've been a... Uh, uh, pastor now for about 30 years and a minister for 36 years. 
Um, I, I have a lot to say, but I will just stop right there as my introduction. And I'm very glad to be here. Thank you, Gary. And, <laughs> and Neil, I don't know anything about you. <laughs> I don't have any bio. <laughs> that's, that's a tough act to follow, Daniel. <laughs> you don't have to just just no i know i are. know i yeah. am neil andrews um i have been going to the sacred light fellowship since i moved into new york in 2012 um before that i was always interested in the process of the soul universe uh faith and and i checked out a couple of uh non-denominational churches in new jersey um where i always wanted to continue my learning um but i would say in the last was it 10 years yeah 2012 since i've moved in and gone to the sacred uh light um i started learning the transformation of the soul um and I didn't fully understand what it was at first, but when I would go to the classes or go to the, I go to the service, I always felt great, um, just genuinely felt great. And I went through a little dark period in my life, and I said, well, I really need to start putting these things into practice more because I realized life is, is your own creation. And I wanted to figure out the things going on inside of me. So I started doing the transformation of my soul with the angelic realms on myself um, to work with my process because I, I felt like I just really had lost my way. Um, and, and I started channeling, um, writing down the messages I would receive. And then I didn't know if I had voices, like I was just making things up. So I started to practice on friends and I would practice on uh, friends of friends. They're like, oh my goodness, like, how did you know this? So I knew I had truth to it. I knew uh, I was developing my gifts and, and I stayed with it um, and continued to develop it. And, you know, now I'm at Ginger um, and, and we have a nice collective of people who, who attend the church. And it's just, it, it's, I mean, it's without this belief, without this practice, without this way of being, I mean, I, I would honestly feel I would be lost in, in life. Hmm. So anyway. So, so what is the mission of this Sacred Light Church? How did it get created? And like, what effect do you plan on having on the world? And anybody can answer, all of you can answer this question. It doesn't matter. You know, anything goes on this podcast. Right. Well, um, since I'm one of the founders of the Sacred Light Fellowship, um, I will answer the question. So the mission of the Sacred Light Fellowship is to help to bring heaven to earth. And I know that sounds very lofty, but what I've discovered through my own life path, like Neil, I, in my early twenties, um, I was so, uh, decimated as, as a person that I tried to take my own life. And I called out to God and I, I 
just said, you, I, 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 I surrender. I can't do this. I don't know how to find joy on this earth. And I was guided to a, a spiritual teacher uh, who was trained uh, in the path of self-transformation, which is a spiritual path that was channeled by Eva Pierakos, and it combines psychotherapy with spirituality. And I think that I was an undiagnosed manic depressive, but through working on this path, um, I healed. Um, my depression left, my mood swings left, and eventually I opened to a state of joy that I never left. So I understood then that when Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that these were not just beautiful words, that it is actually possible to be in the consciousness of heaven while you're here on earth, to actually have a life where you where there is no pain, suffering, struggle, or lack. So the mission and the purpose of the Sacred Life Fellowship is to be available for people who want that, for people who want to move out of pain, suffering, struggle, and lack. And that is uh, the mission of the Sacred Life Fellowship. That is my vision for it. That is what we do. How do you achieve that? Like, like what modality do you use? I've interviewed a lot of people that 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 sort of have that same type of mission, and um, either they're using, you know, raising people's vibration and consciousness to reach a new level. Like um, others will um, use this process of extension, um, and you know, then there's just typical prayer and meditation. So what I have learned from the angelic realms and what I've experienced is that the universe is filled with God's love. That there are very particular ways of energy um, that emanate from the heart of God that can heal our pain, our inner pain, our trauma, um, can heal our anger and our rage and our fear and our guilt. So the path that I teach and that we teach at the Sacred Life Fellowship is to, first of all, open to your guilt, your fear, your pain, your trauma, your grievances that you're holding against yourself or other people to let yourself feel all of that as part of your spiritual practice or your, your therapeutic process. And then when you, when you pray, when you ask for healing, those ways of, of, of healing energy that emanate from the heart of God actually enter in uh, to the specific emotions, thought patterns, feelings that you have that create your 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 experience of life as being painful or a struggle or suffering and transform you so that is that's really the process and um the, the process of self-transformation actually is very similar to psychotherapy because it actually begins with your childhood of this present incarnation 
But what I've learned and what I understand to be true is that all of the pain or the trauma that one might experience in one's childhood in the present life is just a carryover from past lives. So the, the, the healing happens through the mystical experience of God, which is achieved through prayer and meditation. Um, we also use A Course in Miracles. I'm very trained in that particular uh, teaching, as well as The Path of Self-Transformation, which was uh, channeled by Eva Pirakos, as I said earlier. And also, I, I worked with um, not a very well-known uh, spiritual path, but an, an incredibly powerful one called The Right Use of Will, which was channeled by uh, Sean de Rohan. So, so that's my answer. So, so what I understand sounds like like all three of you are familiar with channeling or do channeling. Um, when you guys like like one, how does one become a channel? And once you start channeling, how do you know that the information you're receiving is authentic? And this is for all three of you. So you guys could just sort of take turns answering this question. I um I would just like to add uh, Neil and Reverend Daniel have been through the dark night of the soul and so have I um, before you know uh, he, I even started doing this process that Reverend Daniel uses mm-hmm. um, I am in recovery for 20 years and so I've used those processes to get to that guilt and all of that However, it's a, a daily process. You have to do it every day. And I use Reverend Daniel's process today to go into meditation, um, to clear whatever is disturbing me. That's his, pro- you know, that's the process he uses. What is disturbing me today that needs to be cleared? And um, I find it to be very helpful. Um, and as far as channeling is concerned, I really, I have to say, I really think I've been channeling all my life now that I know what it is. Right. Um, I um, have had mystical experiences since, uh, since I can remember. And um, it's just that because I was, uh, was reading tarot one day that I realized, you know, this is, this is not my, these are not my words and this is not I'm not, this is not my feeling in my body. This is something else. So I'll, that's all I have to say. I'll let Reverend Daniel or Neil pick up. Well, I, I think, um, I believe everyone comes into the physical realm and we all have an inner GPS. We all have a sixth sense and it's like, um, if you studied Spanish or Italian, if you spoke it every day and you practice it and you practice your pronunciations and your understanding, you, you would become more fluent and understanding. It would become second nature. Um, it's the same with this. We, we come into this physical realm. Um, and I'm not an expert. I'm just understanding through my own process, but you become conditions with what's right, what's wrong, who's this, who's that, uh, where you grow up, what type of circumstance you grow up, and you start to have belief systems, but your sixth sense knows no bounds. Um, so the more you, you daily practice and, and you sit yourself down and you ground, 
and you start to strip away your emotions and you start to work on your inner healing, you start to notice your perceptions and your instincts uh, becoming more accurate, becoming more clear. Um, and for me, I can only speak on my my account. Like I would just, I would get certain feelings about just mundane, regular things. Like um, I'm gonna hear from someone, or I need to reach out to someone else because I, I feel they could just use a pick me up. And I would follow those instincts, and I was always proven correct. Well, how did you know to call me? So it's the way the universe, I, I think, communicates with you. It's the way they build your confidence, the way they build your courage. But the more you practice it, it just it starts to become second nature. Um, so after a while, you you truly can start to ascertain if you're clear or not clear because when you're in that space and, and you feel messages or whatever coming through, you know, it's, it's a feeling that it, you know, it's not of you. And it, they often think and say things in ways that those phrases or words or descriptions would never come out of my mouth. Interesting. Yeah. The only thing that I would add is the way that, you know, um, whether you're really channeling or you're making things up, if you're working with another person, if you give them, if you make a statement like, yes, uh, your husband's name is Richard and their husband's name is Richard, that obviously you're, you're tapped in. Um, but more than that, if, as Neil was saying, it's a feeling, but, but it's, it's a light, it's an energy. Like Ginger in our class, uh, last week gave me a message from one of the guides she works with, um, whose name is Master Hilaria. I don't even remember what the message was, but what I remember was after it was over, I felt embraced in a spiritual love and energy. So if you're working First of all, if you're channeling for yourself and you feel embraced in light, embraced in God's love, then clearly you've been channeling in a real and accurate way. But if you're channeling for another person and they have that experience of feeling healed and uplifted and relieved and helped, then that's how you know that you are really channeling. Interesting. So just after listening to three of the three of you, and, and especially Ginger, um, you know, um, it's interesting because I, you know, it was Ginger came to me to book this show, and, um, and I didn't know why, but now I think it's starting to become clear because you know obviously we have some things in common because I've been in recovery for thirty five years. I've been reading tarot since I was like twelve. I've gone through recently. An excruciatingly bad time in my life, you know, and I'm coming out of the other side of it now. And my inspiration for, well, I had a near death experience. And then afterwards, just the idea to start this podcast popped into my head one day and I just acted out on it and created it. And, and, um, you know, it's just doing that and doing all these interviews of talking to people like you, um, you know, so some things have become really apparent to me. One is that the mind acts more as a receiver 
than it does as a hard drive, for example, a storage of information or a computer. I believe that, that the information that we would love is just picking up stuff from different frequencies and, and from each other. And, and, and in that process, we're creating this collective reality. And if we work together to try to focus on different areas of that collective reality, the world can possibly change. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. You know, as I, um, obviously our country is focused on these two shootings that happened recently. And it just became very, very clear to me that, and this is very, very simple, but that what the problem is, we don't have love for ourselves and each other. And the path of self-transformation opens you to an experience of your own divinity, which then naturally causes you to love yourself as you're loved by God, as you're loved by source. And then you get the sense, you have the experience that we're all connected to each other. We're all a part of each other. So that gives you that love for all of humanity. And if everybody on earth healed their own self-hatred, self-rejection, feelings of lack, and open to their experience of their own divinity, we, we would have heaven on earth. Um, so I, I just became very clear to me that this path of self-transformation really is the answer to humanity's problem. And there is really only one problem, and uh, it is a lack of love for self and others. Absolutely. So I, I totally agree with you, Gary, yes. Interesting. How about you, Ginger? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I definitely agree with that. And um, I think it was about a year ago, um, I began seeing, working on, I began practicing seeing people, looking into people's eyes and saying, I see God in you, or I see source in you. I see you are the same. You have fears, you have joy, you have peace, you have um things that make you feel uncomfortable, we're the same. And so rather than, um, and I don't talk politics anymore. I don't talk politics. And I look at people um, and consider them my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me to calm down um, because of everything that's going on in the world today. Um, so, and I agree, it's really a matter of loving ourselves and loving each other. That's what it's about because we're in this together. We're, we're in this together, so. Interesting. How about you, Neil? Um, I mean, I, I've noticed through, through my own process how different I feel. Um, I feel more calm. I feel more peace. I feel love towards myself more than I ever have. Um, and when I work and when I'm out amongst people now, I can, it's like I can relate to people easier. I can read people easier. So you can see people having their own dialogues in their head. Um, 
so through no 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 intrusive way like i sometimes just offer people like little advices about themselves or offer them some little insight that gets their minds moving in a different direction um I feel like this time maybe now because they, they said the way the astrology was lined up, it was the same astrology as when they signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, I do be, believe people are waking up in their own ways. Um, but I just think by being ourselves and offering support to people and recognizing people's processes around us, you can offer them upliftment and help them transform and, and let go of beliefs. But yeah, so it's like it's like you said, the humanity. It, it's sort of like paying it forward, but you realize you could pay it forward in, every day in in a multitude of ways. Hmm. So one of the things that you mentioned, you all have mentioned it, which is like this self love. Um, for me, like that, that's a hard thing. That's a big task to ask me to love myself. Especially when I look back at my life, and and, 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 and and like you, Daniel, like I had reached points in my life where I honestly hated myself so much, like I was ready to kill myself. You know, I wanted to die. I, I I felt completely worthless and unworthy, and I completely hated myself for and hated the entire world, and I just wanted it to end. And I'm still not even close. To that point of like, okay, I love myself. I'm maybe at a point where now it's like, all right, I can tolerate being me for like another 30 years, but that's it. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, 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 I know like, like people might hear this and like, like think like that's terrible, but that's where I'm at. And, and the idea of getting to a point where I can actually love myself still to me seems unreachable. How do people get there? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, you know, I, I have not been in recovery for any kind of addiction, but I'm very familiar with the steps. And I, I can't quote it uh, exactly, but we've come to, to believe that a power greater than ourselves can... I'll just say heal us. So the self-love that is needed, you can't produce it with your own mind and your own will. It really is a mystical experience. It really does come from the part of yourself that is God. And in, in my ministry and in the way that um, I teach and the angels teach through me, it starts with the desire. If you have the desire to love yourself, then you ask the part of yourself that is God to accomplish that. And the angels have given a very um, simple prayer for this. I am caused by God within me to love myself with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my being, with all that I am and all that I have. Thank you, God. And when you ask to be changed by God in that way, to be brought into a place of self-love, 
yourself that is God does take over and accomplishes that within you. So it's a, it's a spiritual, mystical experience to reach that kind of self-love and self-acceptance that we're talking about. Hmm. Like for me personally, like, I mean, when, you when you're reciting that prayer, I'm thinking like, okay, but how do I even become willing to say that? Well, why wouldn't you be willing to say that? I mean, if, if you are in pain, I don't know. Why cause... would you not have the willingness to say, I want to love myself? If yeah. you know that's going to help you out of your pain. Right. And, and that makes perfect sense. But yet sometimes there's still this roadblock between the, the having the willingness to say that. And like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be in pain. But at the same time, like, I'll be like, I'm not willing to completely give in to this source of the universe that i don't understand and also i'll think it through like okay well this source too is also creating this horrible stuff that's why there's these shootings and, and things like that like and, and it creates this block that i for me anyway i'm not gonna say you know, i can't get past it but it's difficult for me to look beyond it yeah you brought up something very very important because i know for me i had to be so broken down um that that gave me the humility to be taught and guided and restructured by the spirit of god and i've come to understand that the spirit of god is love it's unconditional loving acceptance the spirit of god didn't create all this crap we did this is what the spirit of god gave to us is free will and with our own free will we have chosen to be destructive to ourselves and each other and um and what the wonderful thing about god as much as and i don't pretend to to know god and we none of us can but what i do know about god is that we are not judged at all for our destructive creation we are simply God wants us to come out of it. And that's the purpose of the angelic realm uh, for us on earth is to help us out of this hell. So what you asked with the mission of the Sacred Life Fellowship is one of the things is to release, to help people release this idea that God is in control of everything and created everything. God created us, gave us free will and said, here, you guys go out experience yourself in the way you want to experience yourself and learn what your experience is, is going to teach you. And if you hurt yourself in the process, I am here to help you to heal. Um, so Gary, that's my understanding of, uh, of God hmm. and, uh, why when you're surrendering to source, you're surrendering to the part of yourself that loves you unconditionally and that wants you to be completely happy and totally fulfilled. You know, one of the things that's come through my channel from the angelic realm is it is the actually the will of God, the will of source that you enjoy every moment and breath of your life. I mean, think about that, enjoying every moment and breath of your life. That's quite, um, you know, a thing to aspire to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, how about uh, Ginger and Neil? Do you have anything to say on that particular question? Um, I am. I, I well, when we were talking about God and Reverend Daniel addressed it, I, I was like, well, we need to really talk about what the word God, because a lot of people have an aversion to that word. Oh, yeah. But I think <laughs> Reverend Daniel addressed it. One thing that, um, as he was speaking, I as a medium, um, I know that uh, I've had an experience with spirits, discarnate spirits who come and tell me that they're being ministered to by angels on the other side. That when we, that when they pass over, they're not immediately perfect. That they need ministering and to heal their energetic body and their spirit before they can move on to whatever they're going to. So they, I've had numerous discarnate spirits tell me this when I was uh, doing mediumship for people, that they're, they're, they're well, but they are healing and they're being ministered to. So, um, you know, I really, um, through, so from my channeling, it just reinforces what I receive in my channeling, that that's, correct information how about you neil um well for me uh like like daniel mentioned i pretty much guess i had to learn the hard way so i i you know if i was gonna fall i i let myself fall in the hole um and, and i just said okay let me let me live life here because I, I just felt, like I said, I felt lost, and it was it was such a empty, horrible feeling. But I ate what I want, I drank what I want, I did what I want. Um, I mean, it, nothing terrible. It just I was in a horrible place, and I didn't care to get out right away. And I knew I, I was kind of angry, uh, fed up, and stuff. But I got to a point where I so fed up and tired of being fed up and tired. I was like, I don't want to have this feeling anymore. So it, learning about God, learn about the universe. It's always something I can remember as a child. Like it's just something that it just, there's something, an, an excitement in me. And, you know, the, like now surrendering and, and committing to this process from, for myself and my life and everything, it just, it feels right. Um, and habit after habit, time after time, day after day, I see changes in my life that weren't there before. I feel confidence in myself that I didn't have before. Um, I have things that are developing that weren't there before and in ways they weren't there. Um, I, I don't pretend to know everything at all. But I understand the universe, you get free will. So lots of people say, well, why can't God do this? Why can't God do that? Because God's letting everyone else decide. It's up to you what you want to decide. But if you stick to your truth, I, I do truly believe and I true, truly do know that you, you can heal yourself. You can, you can get out of it. You can receive and feel a happiness and piece of harmony that you've never experienced before. Hmm. And I've started to see that through actual proof now in my, in myself. And it compels me to do more. Wow. 
so my my experience i had an experience during and i talk about it a lot on on my show where i had a near-death experience during an epileptic seizure and i was out for about 30 minutes and during that 30 minutes i was in a place where it was like i was the center of the galaxy or the universe and it was completely peace there was no there was no pain there was no suffering i wouldn't even call it love it was just this serenity and peace there was no fear there was no hate there was no any of that it was like being back in the womb or something like that mm-hmm. and um you know and i didn't want to come back i did not want to come back but i i, I woke up and after i woke up i was mad i was angry to come back to to this life of duality where there's good and evil and all this stuff i was mad and at that point, my life really started to fall apart bad, you know. And, um, you know, and that's when I started this podcast. And one of the things that, that resulted as the podcast is I met um, one of the people I, I interview, and I interview him regularly now. He's become a really good friend of mine, is Reverend Michael Carter. And he's from Ancient Aliens, and he's had his own experience with abduction. But apparently his experience was that these beings gave him the ability to heal. And after talking to him, it transformed me in a way. It helped me let go of all this bad stuff. Not completely, but it helped me enough to move forward. And when you're talking about angels and God and healing, you know, do angels necessarily have to be disincarnate spirits? Can angels be inhuman beings? Can angels take the form of extraterrestrials? Can angels take the form of an animal? Can, and, um, and, and when it comes to the definition of God, is God just that peace that I experienced? What a great question. I mean, my answer is yes to everything you've just asked. Yes. And the final question is God just that peace that you experience? Yes. And so much more. Hmm. Neil, you've had experience with um, ETs, and I had one, but I'll let Neil, he has more experience with that. Yeah, no, um, so, so as, as, you, as you hone your abilities, I mean, energy is limitless. Your, your bounds are limitless. So, so recently in the last five to six months, I start when I close my eyes in meditation, I... I Take up several different alien life forms, um, and again, it was like when I first started to see auras, colors on people. Uh, when was that? Two thousand three. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm seeing a color," and it would disappear. And I'm like, "Where'd the color go?" And then I would see it again, like a week later, on someone else, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a color again." It would disappear. So I finally read: just because your brain cannot process it, doesn't mean it's any less real it's real so just let your brain surrender um and the more you you could do that and surrender the emotions and not try to understand everything is happening the energies can come through um so when i've seen these alien beings of several different kinds i don't necessarily go oh my god this is you know close encounters of the third kind or or try to do anything of that realm i just try to sense what I'm feeling and, and I do feel 
much higher realm of intelligence of energy but i do feel a love a purity a clarity i do feel uh a, a true wisdom um and but when they come in they come in like five six seconds it's it's harder like i realize the the more stable i become the longer i can hold the connection but i also feel like in some sense they're helping trying to help me elevate my consciousness to a higher realm Hmm. So I'm, I'm excited when I do see them. Interesting. How about you, Ginger? Yeah, I'm afraid when I see them at first, it's funny. I, I'm not, you know, I try to be open to everything. Um, and I recognize my fears because they're different. They look different. And, um, <clears throat> but it, in a sense, the energy I feel is very loving and peaceful. And like Neil said, there's a wisdom there, um, a higher wisdom um, I, um, one night, uh, I was telling Reverend Daniel this story. So one night I, I'm in bed and I had been asking for an ET visit, you know, and I had an ET visit and I was, I was so frightened because I don't know what I was expecting, but there it was. And I'm like, Oh my God. And the, uh, being, I didn't really get a good look at it. I saw like a shadow and I could see the shape of it but I definitely felt its energy. And I just, I was kind of joking around and I said, how about a little healing here? I had uh, <laughs> allergies to something at the, at the time. And it was very, um, my breathing, what I could hear myself breathing, you know, because there, I was all congested. I said, how about a little healing? All of a sudden I was, am I breathing? Because I, the congestion was gone. And I actually had a check to make sure I was breathing because it was so clear. And then the being started talking to me and telling me things telepathically. And I'm like, oh my God, I better get my pen and paper that I keep right next to my bed. But I was so frightened, I couldn't even move. And I just said, you know what? This is so profound, I'll never forget it. Well, just like a dream, I forgot it. I woke up the next morning and I could not remember a thing that mm. was said. But also in my channeling practice, um, I had uh, an ET approach me. His name was Zenith. He was gigantic and beautiful. But um, And apparently I knew him in other lifetimes. He was very familiar. Um, but they communicate differently. This particular ET communicated very differently and we weren't kind of seeing eye to eye because of that. And so I asked him to leave. Um, but I know that he was a very uh, beneficent being, uh, very loving, uh, very beautiful looking. It was um, just a beautiful looking uh, being. So, um, you know, I know that they are there and they're there. Some are there to help us. And I know that some are there just like humans. Uh, I really, with any energy that I work with, I always need to check, is it a high white light energy or is it something else? So, but healing I think is always available mm. through these things. So I'm, I'm assuming that, that, that you guys share my point of view that, that we exist on one frequency, then these other beings are existing on other frequencies and some know how to use you know, a combination of con of consciousness and possibly physical technology to move through these different 
frequencies and realms and make contact and appear or physically appear and manifest or, or all the, all that type of of thing. Um, with all of that, to me, that makes me think that reality is nothing but consciousness. That's not real. That this is more like a dream than anything else. Especially when we look at it through the view of quantum physics where matter is 95% emptiness. Um, do you uh, use, the, do you agree with that particular theory? And if you do, how do you incorporate that into, you know, your teachings and how it can be used to change the world. You know, it's, it, that, that's a very, very, um, I'll use the word high spiritual teaching, and I, I'm totally on board with that. And that's exactly what A Course in Miracles says. And I, th I think the way that that informs my teaching in the way it's, it's very helpful is it releases the feeling of being intimidated by the world and by the world's problems and also one's personal problems. If you really come back to that, oh, this is really an illusion. Um, this is the play in consciousness. Um, you know, of the, the, the introduction of A Course in Miracles says, um, Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And the, the biblical account of Jesus, when he says, I am in the world, but not of it, it's, it's um, describing the consciousness of the world as being an illusion, but the reality is heaven. The reality, Gary, is that state of perfect peace that you uh, described from your near-death experience. So what you're saying is very much incorporated in the teachings of the Sacred Life Fellowship. As a matter, as a matter of fact, uh, I did a private class with Reverend Daniel and Archangel Gabriel came through my channel and said uh, his words were in the material world yet this is not a material world is it it is really not a material world it's consciousness yeah yeah mm -hmm. so what is it we're trying to change if the world is actually an illusion what is the point of trying to change it to make it better to begin with? What a great question. All right. So just as when you're having a nightmare, a nightmare is very painful. It's very, it can be very horrible and you don't realize it's a nightmare. And so you're still, you're suffering, even though it's a dream. So, according to A Course in Miracles, um, the goal is to have a happy dream, to transform the part of your own consciousness that feels deserving of punishment, that feels deserving of living in a nightmare. 
So even though everything is consciousness, consciousness can be distorted. You can have a destructive consciousness. Um, you can have a self-hating consciousness. You can have uh, an angry consciousness, and that's going to produce uh, a suffering, angry reality for yourself. And the angels, when they come through my channel, they very simply say, our work is to help people to become happy, to help them accept the happiness that is God's will for them. So that is what we're doing. That's the purpose of everything, is to bring ourselves out of the nightmare and into a happy dream, a happy reality, a healed consciousness, a consciousness of love. Uh, Ginger, Neil, have anything to say on that? Well, I, I think when you're dealing with uh, infinite consciousness, I mean, I mean, I can't even imagine the realms of, of possibly the feelings and emotions we can experience. Uh, everything is, you know, a reality of, of what we're producing, but it's also of the memories that we have stored. Um, and so, like, like I said, with this process, I mean, I'm, I'm 45 now, and I'm just now beginning to experience happiness and peace and enjoyment in ways I never have for the first time in my life. Um, so, I mean, just moving forward, I mean, imagine the feelings and the emotions and, and just the level of creativity that can manifest itself. So that's, that's why I feel the importance. You know, it's when you get stuck in the emotions, that's, that's when all the aggression comes out. Because I think that's, you know, feeling helpless, feeling alone, feeling scared, feeling fear. But, I mean, surrendering yourself, sitting yourself down to this process, uh, practicing this, it really helps you move forward and you really do feel different. Not just while doing it, you you feel different throughout your whole day. I, you know, it's uh, another thing I've also learned in my own self, my own form of self love, is other people's opinions no longer like I don't feel attached. Like, oh no, what's their opinion? Why is it that way? I just now I just I like my opinion. I mean, everyone's. I mean, my opinion is not the doesn't have to be the correct opinion, but. I don't feel the need to have to prove myself. And that was a, a form of lack of insecurity on my part. And now I've worked at that and I, I feel a lot better. Ginger? Yeah, I, I am. I am reminded of uh, Eva Pareko's uh, uh, channeled information. And it's in a book called The Pathwork of Self-Transformation. And in the beginning of that book, uh, she talks about energy. Energy is positive. Energy is negative. It, there's no difference. What are you choosing? What are you going to choose? And the way you, we have a choice in that. Uh, the way to choose is to become self-aware. If I am, am not aware of how I react, that I'm reacting rather than responding, or the tone of my voice when I'm speaking to certain people, um, I can't change and and. Uh, choose a positive, creative 
uh, attitude in my life. Well, I will continue the negative energy and the negative patterns. So self-awareness is really important. And it is all about our consciousness. Self-awareness is our consciousness. You know, so. Mm -hmm. um, if if you, When a person changes their consciousness and, cha and purposely makes the choice to focus on positive rather than negative, does that also change other people's realities? I think, I think so. I think so. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I, I think and actually uh, in that same you know, time, with Gary, our I, Gabriel. What um, I've experienced oh. is... Go ahead. I think we lost you for a minute. You're back. Who, am I? Back. Did you lose me? You go. You mm -hmm. go. Yeah, I think for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, to uh, to address what you just asked, Gary, I I feel that the answer is yes, but each person really has to do the work of changing their own consciousness and thus their own reality. But if I show up um, completely in love, completely positive, that actually activates the love within another person, they're going to have a different response. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you a little story. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I were uh, on vacation we were, well, we were, yeah, we were on vacation. We were in California, and my sister-in-law was at this bed and breakfast. That was two houses. Um, one of them was a bed and breakfast. The other was a private home. And so a garbage can was tipped over, and my husband was picking it up, and it, was, it belonged to a woman whose property was, you know, in the same space that the bed and breakfast was. And the woman started to yell and cuss him out and, you know, just went off. And I just maintained this love. And I just said, I'm so sorry. You know, we were trying to help. We didn't mean to do anything that was going to upset you. And then she immediately softened and she said, yeah, I'm just so tired of people coming through here and touching my my stuff. And, and she actually said something like, I thank you for trying to help, which was amazing. Because if I had said, well, how dare you start cussing me out and blah, 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 that would have that would have been a whole completely different story. So I'm I'm finding that this this light that we all have inside of us, when it starts to take over and it becomes the way you are in the world, it does elevate everyone else. So the back to the God thing, I wonder sometimes, is it God that's manifesting us or is it us manifesting God? Oh, I love your questions. <laughs> I've been talking a lot to you guys. I have an answer to that, but I'll let you guys. Everybody can take a crack at that one. 
Um, I um, I think it's God manifesting us because I don't know from the front. I can remember when I was like a year and a half old, and I just always felt connected to so that source. I'll call it source or God. I just always felt that connection. I have never not felt that connection. So even from the time I was little, when I didn't have a brain to really, that really thought much, I still felt that connection. So that's my, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say about it. What do you think, Neil? I think um, we all come from this place. Um what that place is, I, I, I don't fully know, but I'm sure we all know. Um, I know when we come into the physical body, we have that GPS built into us. Um, and our physical experiences is what we come here for to, to take the energies, the emotions. That's what stores in, in our storage box of memories. Um, And it's like God is is helping us learn if we so choose, you know, because it's up to us. You're not forced to do anything to learn to have true. Uh, I can't say perfection, but you you're true learning to live at your highest form in each and every single way. Um, you know, I, I never really believe in age. Uh, I believe in age to the point where you should get things checked up. You you should take care of your health. You should have good habits and, and good practices. But I don't look at age, oh, I'm getting older. I, I feel now <laughs> life is getting better. So I like to look forward to and think, oh, life is getting better. That's what I truly believe. And I don't feel I look the age that certain people look, but it's the belief that I'm putting into it. We don't have to age how other people believe you age so it's all to do with your belief systems and i believe the universe always having this connection um was teaching you to live at this higher form so you can have these physical experiences and and then you're helping i just think by you trying to be at your best you're you're just helping people without even realizing you're helping people because people consciously pick up on you visually uh auditorily like you inspire people in ways you may not expect just by trying to be your best and and you actually help people to heal and move forward but you should just do it because you want to do it and that's it but i do believe yes it has a domino effect daniel i i think that it is um god manifesting us um, because I'm very aware of the difference uh, between me, between Daniel when I'm in my human consciousness and Daniel when I am channeling the Spirit of God. I actually feel like my human mind is, um, I hate to say this, but I feel like it's, deteriorating where my spiritual mind is becoming more and more brilliant. I kind of, I'm in awe when my channel is working and like I can literally do a three hour workshop 
with in my human mind, I have no plan. I don't know. There's no preparation, no plan, no nothing. And this, the angels come through and the spirit of God comes through in a way that's perfect for the group, perfect for the individuals. That's not, that's not me. Um, how would I put this? That, that for me, that's proof that God is manifesting me because of my own self. I couldn't do that. So that's my answer, Gary. Then the next question is always the obvious one. Why is God manifesting us? Oh, gosh, your questions. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've heard different theories, you know, like, like, like some, like, like there's always the generic answer. Oh, it's because it's because of love. But then other people will say it is because, um, because God exists. Everything else has to exist. Period. And that's another, you know, probability, mathematical type of answer to it. And then there's the answer that I sometimes go by, which is something became aware of itself. And then it said, I have to figure out why I'm aware of myself. And the only way to do that is to run through every probability of creation to figure that out. I think God creates. God definitely creates. He's God is a creative being. So I, or process, a creative process. I think that you know, I, I agree with Gary what you what you've said and what Ginger has said, but there's something else comes to me is another question, why do human beings have children? I've avoided having children, actually. <laughs> okay, that's that's well, <laughs> but, it's a good question. <laughs> but but Gary, this podcast mm -hmm. is why the human your creation. creation. Yes. Why did you? Yeah. Just the nature of God is to create, you know, and and that I think is why certain human beings feel that call to procreate. It's just. That's the nature of being. That's the nature of God. Mm. But in a way, I didn't create this podcast. It was an idea that came to me from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even take credit for that. I'm not, okay. the, I, I'm not the one creating. Yeah, but you, you made the decision to want to do it. I don't know if I had a choice. No, you always have a choice. Yeah, you do. And, and that's a whole other thing. Do we actually have a choice? You have a choice. Because, oh, God, yes, we do. <laughs> we, we do, but, but you know, here, here, here's one. You know, there, there's different schools of thought on, on um, the law of attraction. Okay. Like, we, okay, we, we're going to manifest what we're thinking. We're going to build upon our intention kind of thing. Is it us doing that? Are we, are we actually creating? Or is everything that we could ever be already in existence? And by focusing our attention down, we're just narrowing down to a set of probabilities that have already happened. I think there is no definitive answer to that question. 
Um, that's like a that's a, a mystery. However, Eva Pirakos's guide said that all states of being exist already in God. That everything exists already in God. Mm, so it's probably on the nice. other hand. On the other hand, I've also through my channel um, received that. We, as God individualized, bring new forms of life into manifestation that can only come through us. Um, so I don't know which is true or if both are true or how it all works. But those are the two uh, ways I've been taught to see it. It's probably all true. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, by teaching people all this, you know, the channeling and, and spirituality, the the self love, um, how is that going to change the world? Okay. Think about what was going on or what was probably going on inside of the two young men who uh, did the shootings. If those two beings were healed and had love for self, for life, for other human beings, they would not have acted out destructively. Right. So all of the purpose of all of this is, as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, is to heal the part of ourselves, to transform the part of ourselves that creates pain, suffering, struggle, and lack so that we can create joy, fulfillment, abundance, heaven. Because I think, I know that no matter how much we create the opposite of heaven, that's not what we really want. That doesn't feel good to us. One of the other teachings that has come through uh, Eva Pirakos and through my channel is that God is pleasure supreme. Reality is pleasure supreme. Reality is God. God is pleasure supreme. That's what's natural to us. If the mission is to bring create heaven on earth, um, is there such a thing as hell? And is that... Also, what's manifesting here? Is there a devil? Is there an anti-God? Oh, Lord, these questions. <laughs> I, I have something I'd like to say on that. Um, Archangel Gabriel told me that the earth, the consciousness of the earth uh, is from our realm, he said. It is not um, it is very powerful, not that it, uh, so in other words, what he's, what I get from that is, you know, the fallen angels, right? Uh, he didn't specifically say that, but he said 
the human, the consciousness on the earth today is from our realm is what he said. So for me, um, that would just indicate fallen angels, whatever you want to call that. And, um, I feel like, you know, that kind of energy is snowballs. I feel like it snowballs. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And just like that can get bigger, so can the other side, which is love. Although for some reason, for humankind, it's much easier to let it snowball downhill than to go uphill, right? It's all about gravity, I guess. It's harder. Mm-hmm. for us but Neil anyway. so I don't know about hell or you know um I mean uh, again I don't know everything at all um but you, you just pick up what you ascertain and what you perceive I mean if you want hell look around us you know, what does hell describe? You know, mass amounts of horror and suffering. I mean, look, look around the world. That's That shows you the mass amount of suffering going on inside people. Um, I think the devil is a representation of your lower forms of energy. We live in a universe of infinite possibility. People want to focus on a darkness. You can focus the opposite way, which brings you to a new level of understanding and feeling. And that's your heaven, you know, it's your, your, you can, I believe the heaven on earth means you can have happiness and bliss and all these things, but it's a creation of self. You know, everything takes application, everything takes work and habit. But I, I believe those two things, it's, uh, the heaven is something we, we can create and manifest and the hell is something we can manifest. So I, I agree with uh, what what both Ginger and Neil have said. Um, I think Gary, that you were asking, is there really a, a hell in a non physical sense? And I think the principles still apply. Mm-hmm. The consciousness, energy, and patterning create reality, create the reality that you experience, so that if you have released this body and you're filled with guilt and rage and anger, that's the spiritual environment that your consciousness is going to create. The difference is religion would teach you that you're there eternally. The truth is that there's always healing available to us. There's always transformation available to us. So even if we are creating hell on earth or hell in the spiritual realm, there's a path out of it um, regarding the devil and um, negative destructive entities. I believe they exist, but I don't understand it. I, that's beyond me because it feels so much better to me to love and to be positive. Why I would want to create destructively is a mystery except there's a part of me that does understand it comes from anger it comes from deep anger but that that you're not letting go of but beyond that i can't answer i don't know 
So one of my things is when when I look around at the world in an idea of hell, um, I see a world that is being manipulated by media, corporations, and governments to keep people in a state of fear so they can, can maintain control over those people. And they want to give people a limited set of options. They don't want to allow people to know that they have a choice of happiness because people realize all of a sudden that they have control over their own happiness and their own choices, then they no longer have to rely on governments, corporations, or money. And I, and I believe that is what is manifesting this idea of hell. Would you agree or disagree? I think you're speaking to one of the characteristics of what The Course in Miracles calls the ego. Um, and the ego uh, loves to control other people, other beings, and is actually seeking its, its love, its self-love by being more than the other people, more than the to feel inflated by feeling superior and having control and domination of other beings. So I, I, I think that's what you're speaking to. And certainly that, you know, it's, it's like, it, it kind of reminds, oh, Jesus in A Course in Miracles refers to the popular religions on earth as the ego's religion. And so I remember several years ago, a person was um, seeking to give me pamphlets about their church, their Christian church, and kind of communicating to me that I really needed their church and the Bible and so on and so forth. And that didn't even touch me because I know God as love, so I, don't, I can't be controlled by religion or religious teachings. And I also, you know, I cooperate with the systems that are set in place, the laws, the government, so on and so forth, but they really, I don't believe in their authority. So I, I do agree, Gary, with, with what you're bringing forth, but I think the spiritual part of it or the metaphysical part of it is that's the manifestation of the ego consciousness within us. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think, though, by letting people know that they have choices, it could change this system? And it's a I threat do. to them? Like, 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 like I that, do. Things like this podcast or, or, or your ministry is a yeah. threat to the establishment? Yes. Yeah, I'm actually writing a book right now that um, basically the book is called um, God, I Let You In the experience of God beyond religion. And it's basically saying, people, what religion has taught you is not the truth. So yeah, that's a big threat to the established order. Right. And, um, but that, but also Gary, I think that's actually the work of God's love and the work of the angels right now, reaching those of us who are open and, and 
saying we want to help human beings. We want to bring human beings out of hell. And so we need you with your podcast. We need you with your book. We need you to open your channel. Let us come through to bring forth a path for people that empowers them. That is the other thing about um, the Sacred Life Fellowship, our church, is that it, it, it empowers you when you connect with the part of yourself that is divine, that the part of yourself that is God, you are connected to the greatest power in creation and nothing else will have authority over you. You don't believe in anything else as having authority over you. So you don't require faith. Faith? Mm -hmm. uh, no. Faith, I... Belief. You, I think you mean belief. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there's a difference between faith and knowledge. And this is also defined in the Course of Miracles. If you have faith, you can believe, yeah, it makes sense that there may, might be a God. I, You know, I see the trees and the birds and I look at the human body and it, just, it can't be that this all just came about by chance. But when you are in the realm of knowledge, you actually experience God. You hear God's voice. You feel God's light. You feel God's love. You feel God's energy. That's mysticism. That's what we at the Sacred Life Fellowship open to. So it's beyond faith. It's experience. Mm. Do you think that somebody could use the book A Course of Miracles in a negative way? Yes. <laughs> They do, I think. <laughs> I, I've, I've come, I've come across to yes. That's why I asked that question. What did you say? I, I've come across people who have used it in a negative way, or I, you know, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I think they're misusing this information <laughs> for their own mm -hmm. welfare. See, that's the way the ego works. The ego can dis distort anything and everything, and and turn it into um, garbage. Hmm. Speaking of the ego, there's nothing better, there's nothing more beautiful uh, in channeling. You, you're required to let your ego ask you. I ask my ego to step aside. Yes. Um, and step there's aside. nothing, there's no more beautiful feeling than to let that lion lay. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the things I learned to do is like when I first started reading tarot cards, you know, it's like, just give the information that's in front of me right. and nothing else except that information. You know, yeah. no opinion, no judgment, just whatever's there. Right, right. Yeah, because it's not about the reader. It's about it's the information for the person sitting in front of you. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I think... That one of the one of the things that makes a very powerful uh, spiritual teacher, and my my spiritual teacher had this when I met her. Uh, she was seventy one, and I was twenty one. But when you get to the point where your ego is so dissolved that you don't need people to like you, love you, approve of you, approve of what you say, you can then give a person the truth. And a lot of times, even Eva Pierakos' guide says, the truth is often unpalatable. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> but it is exactly what you need to hear if you want to grow. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, my church, our church, 
is kind of tough in a way because it's constantly saying, look at yourself. You created this. This is your creation. This is your responsibility. And a lot of people say, no, thank you. Bye. I don't want this because it's not, it doesn't make you feel good all of the time. It's that you can't just, you know, hear a nice uplifting sermon and go on about your way. It's asking you, okay, work on yourself, transform this. And I have to get to the point, and I am at the point where it's like, take it or leave it. This is the truth that's coming through my channel. If it works for you, beautiful. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, that's that's beautiful also. Fantastic. So um, before we wrap this up, I want to thank everybody for coming on today. And, um, you know, where can... Where, where can my uh, listeners find you guys to get in touch with the church, get in touch with, with, with Ginger for a tarot reading, um, or, or, you know, like, like so you guys just uh, plug yourselves a little bit. Do you have a website, Reverend Daniel? Is there, there's church I'm going to let somebody else go first because I feel um, like I've been talking a lot, but since you're asking me, I will. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So, um, my, my website is Daniel Newsom, D A N I E L N like Nancy E U S like Sam O M like Mary dot com. Daniel Newsom dot com. And our church website is Sacred Light Fellowship, all one word, Sacred Light Fellowship dot org. I have um, two books that are available on Amazon. One is called On Earth As It Is In Heaven, and the other one is called We're Here On The Earth To Enjoy Everything, um, The New Teachings Of God. And I'm available to do uh, private channeling sessions that focus on inner transformation. Um, and also, um, I teach one class as part of the Sacred Life Fellowship. It's called The Path of God. No, it's called Spiritual... What is it called? <laughs> spiritual Psychic Development and the Path of Inner Transformation. So that's... Uh, and we have the Sacred Life Fellowship has a Sunday service at 3.30 p.m. and a uh, Friday service at 6 p.m. The Friday service is devoted completely to um, giving channeled answers two specific questions that people have, and it begins with the transformational meditation. So that's my, uh, my plug. Awesome. And they're also, you're also on Facebook. Sacred Light Fellowship is also on Facebook. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to go next, Neil? Do you have a... Yeah, I, I believe my information is on the Sacred Light Fellowship website. Uh, how people can get in contact with me. Uh, I do channeled readings and I include tarot cards, um, helping people work with the process of transformation, uh, understanding themselves. Yes. So that'll also be on there. And as Daniel said, uh, Sacred Light on Sunday afternoons at 3.30. Yeah. Um, my, I have a website, uh, tarotbyginger.com um, and I have to say that I don't do just um, I you know people will come to me and say oh can I just get a reading and I say general mm -hmm. well people always what, whenever you're sitting in front of me at my table 
uh, you're there for a reason. You're not there just to get a tarot reading. I can tell you that because that's my experience. So not only do I do tarot, but I bring uh, my guides. I call in my guides before the client comes, and my guides are always there, and they offer healing through words, through um, I think their light comes through. Also, um, I do mediumship. I'm an evidential uh, I offer evidential mediumship, which means that I give you the evidence uh, from the discarnate spirit that this is actually your mother or your father that I'm speaking to. They give me information so that you can be sure it's your person I'm talking to. And um, and then I, I do do channeled messages as well. So uh, tarotbyginger.com. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's probably obvious, but I think it just needs to be said right at this point, uh, everything that the Sacred Life Fellowship is doing is virtual. It's all on Zoom at this point. We At one point, we did meet physically, but right now everything is virtual, and the information is on our website. Okay, great. Do you ever have any plans on meeting in person again? I think we've been talking about it for a year. Um, yes, our next board meeting... Um, and Neil, you don't know this yet because I haven't sent out the email, but the next board meeting is June 21st. We will once again bring it up for discussion. I'm sure at some point, obviously, we're going to meet in person, but I can't tell you when that's going to be. Cool. So I will put links to your websites in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. Um, thank you, Ginger, for setting this up. This was uh, fantastic. You. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. And um, any of you or all of you are all welcome back anytime on the show Um, thank you so much and it's been a pleasure and just hang on for one moment and I'm going to play the outro Listen to.